to Totalus Rankium. This week, Septimius Severus. Welcome to Roman Emperor Satalis Rankium. I am Jamie. And I'm Rob, and this is episode 22, Septimius Severus. Septimius, yeah. Yeah. The third and last of the year of the five emperors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Should we find out more about why that's... Yes, that's what we're going to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah we've, we've got quite a bit to cover today. It's uh, like the opposite of Julianus, where there was practically nothing on him. <laughs> There's quite a bit on Severus, so oh, let's, good. let's jump right into it. Let's okay. It. He was born on the 11th of April in Ooh. 19... No, he wasn't. In 145. That's near my birthday. Is it? When's mm. your birthday? 18th of April. I know that, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Do you know where my birthday is? Yeah, it's Valentine's Day. Oh, damn it, that's cheating. That is totally cheating. I've got a day. Which is February the 15th. Everyone knows that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, yeah, he was born in Leptis Magna. Ooh. <laughs> you seemed almost disappointed by that. A little bit, yeah. Why? What's wrong with that? I don't know where it is. Oh, right. Well, it's in modern-day Libya. Okay. Yeah. So he's not kind of Roman-born. Well, definitely not Roman-born. No, he is our first African-born emperor. Okay. Yes. Although very much like Trajan and Hadrian being Spanish. Yeah. And still a very Romanized and Roman family from the province of Africa. Okay. Yeah, he, he would have been seen as Roman. It's not this idea that he's different. He just happens to be born in a province. Yeah. Right, his family were equestrian. They were very wealthy and distinguished. Severus' father was a powerful man within his provincial home, but he had no office. Not as in he held no office. <laughs> sat outside in a tree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Off to work and just sat by a tree somewhere. <laughs> No, as in no political office. He, okay. he, he didn't climb that cursus honorum. Okay. Um, however, he had two cousins who had both been consuls under Antoninus Pius. Yeah, so he has a l- tenuous link. Yeah, there's links, there's some family links that he might be able to use, and does. Hmm. Right. He's got an older brother called Septimius Getter and a younger sister called Octavilia. I've heard of Getter. Yes, but probably not that Getter. Oh, okay. Yes, Roman oh, names. Yeah. But Getter is one of their family names that they use quite a lot. Okay. Yes. Just to confuse us. Yeah. He grew up at home. He spoke the local Punic language fluently, as well as Greek and Latin, although he did have this um, African accent all his life. So Was he sort of mocked for that? He was. Um, according to some books I've read, they figure that it would have actually almost sounded lispy. So <laughs> he would have pronounced his name Sheptimius Sheverish. Septimius. <laughs> Sheptimius. Well, I don't know. Septimius. I, I'm more seeing it as like a Sean Connery, Sheptimius Sheverish, kind of. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So I it's think me is now Scottish. He's not yeah. African. <laughs> yeah. He has that, that Scottish-Irish accent. <laughs> Irish-African. Maybe Irish as well. Yeah. <laughs> that is the accent I'm going to I'm Septimius Severus. Please <laughs> Mitchell. Shocking. <laughs> yeah. So um, he's said to have done well in his education, uh, but he always craved to learn more. But uh, the very elites in the upper class Roman society, he was considered uneducated uh, because he hadn't had the top notch education that the elites have. Like by a known person. Yeah. Mm. But but he did he did he did well enough. He, he did, did all right. As a child, he played games. 
I played games as a child. Yeah. Want to hazard a guess at the game he played? Was it like killing people? It was called Judges, apparently. (laughs) And uh, I'll quote. On such occasions, he would have the rods and axes borne before him, and surrounded by the throng of children, he would take his seat and thus give judgments. Oh, that's a very sinister game. (laughs) Child. Yeah, especially with the uh, rods and axes. Yeah. But the rods and the axes were symbols of judgment and power. That's fine. It's not just (laughs) used for the different punishments after the judgment. Dry blooded axe behind his head. Yeah. At some point in childhood, he makes a friend called Plautianus. Plautianus. Yes. Well done. taken quite a while, but you finally stopped laughing straight away at the anus at the end of their names. <laughs> I'm impressed. Right, okay. In around 162, at the age of 17, Severus set off to find his fortune. So he put a stick over his shoulder. Turpin. Tied his stuff up with his handkerchief. Paved with gold. Yeah, said goodbye to his parents. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye, father. <laughs> yeah, and off he went. On the way, we have some bizarrely detailed details, according to this story Augusta here. Apparently, he stopped in an inn on the way, and the innkeeper was reading The Life of Hadrian. Ah. Anyway, he took it as a good omen. Okay. What? what why? I don't know. Probably never <sighs> happened. It's the story Augusta. That would be me like, walking onto a bus and seeing someone reading Jamie Redknapp's autobiography and going, I'm going to be a footballer. <laughs> yeah. That's, That's exactly what that is. <laughs> but... It, it, it was nice. Nice little detail yeah, thrown in yeah. there. Apparently on his journey, he also fell asleep in another inn, or maybe the same inn, who knows, and a snake wound its way around his head. Yep. <laughs> like oh, they do. Yeah, cool. yeah, all snakes do that, they're known for it. Of course they do. His friends shouted out in alarm, but Severus remained calm, and the snake retreated without causing harm. It's like when you get those wasps and bees, and you, you don't flap around, they're just bugger off eventually yeah you're just there it's a snake on my head so what yeah I'm cool wrapped from my ears pardon (laughs) it's a what (laughs) it's a what am I what I mean it's hissing (laughs) yeah one of his father's cousins recommended him to Marcus Aurelius at this point okay so this is the family connection yeah Marcus Aurelius is the emperor and he is given entry to the senatorial rank now that doesn't mean he's a senator that no. means he's able to become a senator at some point okay. and he can start climbing the cursus honorum as he probably called it <laughs> yeah um he started off by overseeing road maintenance well that's important exciting stuff Romans were known for the roads yeah well they were exactly mm. so he i probably measured how straight they were oh a little protractor yeah on the road protractor bubble Measure. Oh, they're yeah. They're bubble measures. They're not called they're, bubble, they're measure. measures. Are they called bubble measures. They're called bubble measures. Level spirit. There we go. Yeah, spirit level. Yeah. Spirit level. Yeah. I like a probable measure. Listeners can probably tell how much DIY I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can just imagine someone's face in B&Q me going in. Have you got any bubble measures? <laughs> what? <laughs> you want to measure bubbles? <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, he, he checked the roads were straight. Uh, he began to dabble in the law courts as well as an advocate. It was rising slowly but surely. However, he missed on being a military tribune. He couldn't wangle his way into that, and that's your solid first step, really. So he didn't have experience so far of being of military life at all? No, nothing at all. And Ooh. he missed out. He couldn't get himself a post and 
that's not great. It's not the end of the world. You can still climb the Curse of Sauron, mm. but it's a it's not a good start. It's really, a barrier. Yeah, you really want your military experience at the start. This means he had to wait to 25 to get promoted to the quiest at the next level. Hmm. He's not 25 yet. So he's just twiddling his thumbs, measuring roads. <laughs> yeah. This is when the plague hit the city. The zombie curse. Zombie curse hits. So he decides to get out of the zombie-ridden city. Good idea. Yeah. He's watched The Walking Dead. He realises that there's no <laughs> point staying around. So he... I, got, I haven't even got a gun. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what it is. Or even a crossbow. Or a sword. No, they had swords, didn't they? Probably. Just not one of those swords that What's-Her-Name has. I've never watched it. Have you no. never seen The Walking Dead? I've seen the first... Well, the part of the first episode, that was good. But not mm. enough to keep me entertained. Oh, you missing out, it's good. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, he goes home. He goes home back to modern-day Libya. Uh, the Historia Augusta claims that he was charged for adultery during this time. Ooh. Yeah. Charged with it. It's a bad yeah. thing to do. Well, yeah. Because they all seem to do <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, everyone was at it, but it was kind of the best-kept secret. Everyone was adultering. So the Victorian times. Yeah. yeah. But... You, you didn't want to get caught doing it, especially if you were a woman, because that was wrong. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, he defended himself, and he was acquitted, you'll be pleased to know. I could, well, he's doubling with the courts anyway, wasn't he? Yeah, exactly. So he was able to defend himself. He gets acquitted. By the end of 169, he was finally old enough, so he hit 25, to take the post of Quiester. So he heads back to Rome. He also heard that most of the zombies had been wiped out by that point. <laughs> yeah. And he found promotion easy and climbed his way up the ranks over the next decade or so. Why do you think it was so easy to climb up the ranks? Because everyone was dead. <laughs> yes, because so many people had died, they'd opened up the, the positions. It was a good time to be climbing the ladder. In I guess so. Yeah. yeah, it was a quick promotion. Yeah. He received some good news at this point. He was going to be sent to serve in southern Spain, which is a relatively peaceful province, and it's where you can really easily make a lot of money. Yeah, they've got money over there, and it's peaceful. You can go over there. You can just steal all the money you want as long as you don't get caught and go back to Rome. It's a paella. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's tasty. Yeah. yeah, so things are looking good, but then he receives bad news. Oh, his father is dead. Oh, not as a child this time for a change. That's yes. Yeah, so that means he's probably going to be a yeah. emperor. So he heads home to arrange matters. Because he's, he's got to go and sort things out. And at the same time, a tribe from North Africa starts to cause trouble in southern Spain. So, control of the province was transferred from the Senate to the Emperor. Because the Emperor could sort it out nice and quickly. Is this still Augustus? Uh, no, um, Aurelius. Yes. Marcus. So, goes over to Aurelius and things are getting sorted out. But this means his position in Spain was taken from him. Yeah. A little bit annoying. And instead he was given Sardinia. No one's no one wants no Sardinia. One wants Sardinia. Oh. This is rubbish. This is a bit like someone offering you a steak and then instead you just get a pile of poo. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a dramatic drop down, isn't it? It is a dramatic drop down. Ugh. You're not getting anything from Sardinia. So he but he, he went and he served in Sardinia. He couldn't get rich. Just to say to any listeners in Sardinia, we don't think it's a pile of poo there. It's a lovely place. Oh no, not now. Just back then. Yeah. It was rubbish. No one wanted to go there. Um, I wonder if we have any listeners in Sardinia. I'd like to think so. Yeah. Yeah. If you are, tell us. Send us a postcard. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, so he worked on, on the island until his cousin, the guy who got him promoted, oh, yeah. Gaius Septimius, by the way, he became the governor of Africa. 
Yeah. Mm. So he chose his younger cousin to go and serve with him as his legate. That's good. Yeah. So it's, it's below governor, but you, it's still high up. You're basically in charge of the armies in the region. With no military experience. That's good. Yeah. Well, this is him finally <laughs> getting his military experience. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So he did well in his post, apparently. Uh, sometime around this time, in 175, he met and married his first wife. <laughs> first? <laughs> first wife. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't go particularly well. Passia Marciana, or Machiana. Marciana? Marciana. Marciana. I prefer Marciana. Yep. Let's go for that. Historian August claims they had two children, but there is no evidence of this whatsoever. Okay. So if they did exist, they probably died early on. Oh, yes. Yeah. Like. A little bit sad. Severus, Severus, even, then returned to Rome and just generally worked as a politician. We don't really know the details at this point. But what we do know is that in 186, Marciana died of natural causes. Ah, yeah. so it wasn't a, a bad so falling out. probably didn't need to spend so long trying to work out the pronunciation of her name. <laughs> <laughs> probably spent longer on that, on than yeah, like, how like, long she was in this episode. Yeah, I like the idea. He spent 11 years trying to work it out. <laughs> Uh, Mark, Marky, Mark, uh, Mark, Mark? No, no, it's not that, is it? Mars, it Mar wife. <laughs> that sounds bad. Woman. <laughs> yeah. Severus then headed off to Athens. Greece. Greece, yeah. For our listeners. We, we, <laughs> just in case. Uh, we don't really know what he was doing there. Possibly to further his education, to go and see the sites, maybe. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, however, according to Historia Augusta again, the Athenians offended him somehow. And he forever hated Athens afterwards. I think, you know, you, you go on about the plate throwing. Yeah. Through a plate, a shard, like, got him in the foot. Or in the toe. Ooh, painful. And it never left, though. It was throughout the rest of his life, he's always just, like, hobble because of it. Yeah. It's probably a, a psychological hobble, but he hobbled yeah. still. I think there was some food left on his plate as well, when they picked it up and smashed it. Oh. You don't want that. And he wants that last little bit as well. That last bit. Or maybe his glass. Ooh. Still had a bit of whiskey left in it. You ever have that in a pub? Someone's cleared your whiskey glass away before you finished it. I'd be furious. It's literally the worst thing in the world. <laughs> Not literally. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so that probably happened in Athens. Yeah. So he was clearly offended. And mm. he, he, he left in disgust. Ooh. Probably just spat on the floor and stormed out. <laughs> oh, no, you need some more classy than that. I don't like dish. <laughs> <laughs> was that your Sean Connery yeah, impression? It's trying to be, yeah. I just took the cigarette out of his mouth, uh, threw it on the floor, and just turned and yeah. walked away. Oh, what a bunch of words I'm not going to say. Your behaviour is shocking. <laughs> yes, that's what he said. Shocking. Shocking. <laughs> Get the feeling comments sent to us on Twitter and Facebook for the rest of this week will just be, please never ever try <laughs> to do a Sean Connery accent ever again. I think it's flawless. You either. can't do that. <laughs> right. Anyway... <laughs> Uh, yeah, so he heads back home. Uh, he decides to find a new wife at this point. Oh. Now, Severus was obsessed with horoscopes and oh. astronomy. He, he... Astrology? Yes, that's yeah. what I meant to There's say. a very big difference. One's real, one's not. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he was obsessed with all that. Um, and he learnt that a woman in Syria was predicted to marry a king. Now, this shows some out-of-the-box thinking. I'm impressed with Severus about this. 
Okay, did he hunt the woman down and try and marry her? Yes. Did he then realise, oh crap, I can't be a king, I need to be an emperor. Well, king, emperor, <laughs> translation issues, but okay. ruler, shall we say. Yeah. Yeah, if I heard oh. someone was going to marry a king, I'd A, go, yeah, whatever. And then B, <laughs> you just think, oh, well, that's not me, I'm not a king. Yeah. Slash emperor, slash ruler. Yeah, but he had the snake around his head. He did have a snake around his head, Maybe didn't he whispered he? something into his ear. Maybe, maybe it did. Oh, can't you be king? <laughs> <laughs> You've got the same accent as me. <laughs> <laughs> maybe all snakes are from where Severus is from. Oh, yeah. Scotland. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway. So, um, he hunts this woman down, like you said. Her name is Julia Domna. She is a very important woman in Roman history. Not since Livia or Agrippina have we seen a female woman, (laughs) female woman, uh, dominate politics as she did. Domna. Yes, Domna. Not Domina, just Domna. Domna. Right. Gibbon says, in his wonderfully sexist 16th century way... Brilliant. She possessed, even in advanced age, the attractions of beauty and united to a lively imagination, a firmness of mind and strength of judgment, seldom bestowed on her sex. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This comes just after a bit where he's nicely casually racist about people from Africa as well. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Lovely 16th century racism and sexism. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Severus finds her ah. and marries her. Oh. Don't know how he swung that. Just turned up and went, do you want to marry me? I'm your king. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he did do that. Maybe he dressed up. <laughs> swung through the window. Oh, it, brilliant. In his tuxedo. And it oh, yes. <laughs> Martini in hand. <laughs> yeah. Right. Name is Severus. Septimus Severus. In my head now, he looks like Bond in the 60s. Yes, that would be about what yes. he'd look like. And as we're, we're getting talking... older, he's going to turn into the kind of... Um... Hunt for Red October kind of Sean Connery. Yes, and getting older and older. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. He's very much Doctor No Sean Connery at the moment. Yes. Yeah, yeah he is. Good, okay. So in 19... No, not 1987. In 187, Severus and her were married. Aww. However, was it about the prophecy? Probably was. Partly, but also... Julia gives Severus a lot of connections in the East, yes. And if some historians have pointed out, Severus was a very ambitious man. Because, yeah, from the map last week, my memory is of he was in charge of the area kind of touching Italy. Italy yes. And the north-east of that. We'll yeah. find out how he gets there. Okay, we will. Fine. So this is possibly the first evidence of him starting to build up a power base. Ooh. Yeah. The next year, they had a son called Bassianus. Oh, you're laughing again. Sorry. But I'm not going to call him Bassianus, because history remembers him <gasps> as Caracalla. You don't know that name at all, do you? No. Nope. No. What is it? I've got a feeling you'll remember that name okay. in, in a while. Okay. His name Car- is Caracalla, and I'm then the following Car- year, they have another son called Geta. I know that name. This is the name. That is the, the Getter. That is the Getter. The, yes. get- the Getter. Which is odd that you know Getter, but not Caracalla. Caracalla's definitely the more famous of the two. <sighs> I can't remember why. It's just like, no. I don't know. Maybe you saw your poster at some point. Probably. Yeah, maybe. Okay. He then serves for a while in Sicily as the governor. Hmm. While he was there, he was put on trial. Yeah, he was charged with something. I will quote. 
While he was in Sicily, he was indicted for consulting about the imperial dignity with seers and astrologers. But because Commodus was now beginning to be detested, he was acquitted by the prefects of the guard to whom he had been handed over for trial, while the false accuser was crucified. So he was on trial for seeing seers and astrologers, astrologers which Commodus didn't like. Yeah. Can I knock a few points off his crazy on then? Commodus's. Oh no, Commodus didn't like it because he thought he was going to be overthrown. Oh, okay, yeah. fair enough. No. I'll leave it back on. The, the glaring problem with this, of course, is the false accuser was crucified. <laughs> yeah. Severus was doing this. Yeah. He looked into his future and is hunting out trying to become the emperor. So why the Historia Augusta claims that it was a false accuser, despite the fact it's just mentioned that that's exactly what Severus has been doing, Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure. So this poor guy is crucified. Just for telling the truth. That's not a fun way to die. I mean, no way is a fun way to die, but that's no. pretty strong. in a vat of wine. Who was that? That was one of the Stuarts. I don't know. Someone in our monarchical history. That's a new word. Um, <laughs> monarchical <laughs> history. <laughs> yeah. Ordered someone to be drowned in a vat of wine, and everyone tells, talks about how it would be the best way to go. No, it wouldn't. No, you're drowning. And stinging. Imagine that. I'd prefer to drown in water than wine. But you, you would you'd be able to drink quite a lot though. Okay, but Which might get you slightly tipsy before you take the final breath of wine. We'll have to do experiments. See which one's worse, wine or water. Right, okay. Any volunteers, please contact <laughs> us on Facebook or Twitter. <laughs> yeah. And also let us know who that person was, because that was quite a tangent there. Yeah. Right, okay. <laughs> in one nine one, Severus was made the governor of Upper Pannonia. Ah. Which is that province by the Danube. Yes. Okay. It was on the recommendation of Latus. Apparently. Ooh, he was the guy that... He's the Praetorian prefect who's about to kill Commodus. Yes. Yes. With his wife. No, with, with Commodus's wife. Miss... Uh, woman. <laughs> Concubine. Concubine. Yes. I'll say a porcupine in my head. So I'm not going to say that. I'll say woman. <laughs> so. Yeah. Instead of sounding stupid, just vaguely sexist. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> Yeah. So, Pat Southern, he's a historian who has a book that I have. Oh, I yeah. have books. Yeah. Most expensive book I've got so far. Really? Yeah. How much do you mind me asking? It's £30. For a book? For a book. Taking this stuff seriously, Jamie, I am. Wow. Yeah. All the other books I managed to get for like 5p plus postage and packaging. Yeah. I had to fuck out on this one. Wow. Not many people have covered the uh, quest of the third century. This better be the best quote you've ever read. <laughs> It's not even a quote. It was oh, just, what? <laughs> it's just a good point. He made this good point, so maybe oh. it's worth the money. Right. <laughs> he argues that at this point we can safely assume that Severus was starting to think about gaining control of the Empire. Because he points out that although no one could have predicted the exact events of 193, it's fairly obvious that something was about to happen. Because everyone wants Commodus dead, and Commodus has no heirs. Yes, and he's not popular. Yeah. So, any sensible thinking person at this point, in charge of legions, is thinking, you know what, I might have a shot at this. Mm. Yeah. So, back to the map, which you can find on our WordPress site, our Facebook site, and if you go to Twitter and scroll down for about two weeks, <laughs> you'll find it there. Yes. Yes. I'll re-put re it up. Don't make it easy for them. Okay. Okay. Gotta work for learning. Gotta work for this. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so yeah, same map as last week. Uh, so we've got Europe, we've got Britain, green. 
Yes. Who was in Britain? Can you remember? Uh, the, the, the British. Which wizard? Oh, Merlin. No. Albert Gandalf? the White. Oh, yes. Yes. Albert the White. Yes, yeah. Albert the White. So Albert the White. Then there's Nigel the Black. Yes, and that Nigel the Black is in the east. You've got Julianus, and then you've got Severus on the Danube. Yes. Yes. I'm with you. Right. So, let's look at the Civil War. So, news comes through to Severus that Commodus was dead. If Severus had any idea about becoming the Emperor at this point, it was already too late. Because at the same time he gets the news that Commodus is dead, he also hears that Pertinax is the Emperor, because yeah. Latus's plan was that good. Mm. It, was a, it was a good coup. Now I look back on it, I'm more and more impressed I'm getting with that overnight yeah. killing and getting Pertinax on the throne. <laughs> yeah. It was good. So, Severus thinks, ah, I missed my chance there. No, he didn't. He thought, I missed my chance. That's what he thought. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> that wasn't even vaguely Scottish. It was an American. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what he thought. <laughs> right, so Severus just continued to run the province of Pannonia. Right. Then, in early 193, news comes through. I'd like to think it was the same messenger. <laughs> running really, into the tent again. Really tired for you. <laughs> Never guess what? The Emperor's dead. You've already told us that. No. No, the next one. What? <laughs> yeah, so they learn that Pertinax is dead and Julianus. Oh dear. Oh, he was. Poor a... Julianus. Oh, yeah. His shameful attempt at buying the Empire. Just a panic stricken moron. <laughs> yes. Really. Right, according to Gibbon, on the first news of the murder of Pertinax, he assembled, this is Severus, he assembled his troops, painted in the most lively colours. Sorry, <laughs> completely misquoted there. He didn't paint his troops. He painted in the most lively colours the crime. Okay. Yes. I had images there. Completely different. <laughs> Sad news, lads. Well, good news and bad news, really. Yeah. Bad news, Emperor's dead. Good news, the messenger... It's just brought some face paints. Yeah. So, Tiger, Darth Vader, <laughs> what, what should we be today? I'm gonna, you know those clubs where people, where you know, get like students, uni students, to wear like the luminous paints and stuff on their faces yeah. and stuff. I imagine stuff like that. Oh, possibly. Like lots of Dame Clone music. Warriors. Yes. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, so that's what that. happened. He just, well, yeah, they all put on face paint and then Severus metaphorically painted in the most lively colours the crime, the insolence and the weakness of the Praetorian guards Ooh. and animated the legions to arms and revenge. That would have been very easy to do though because I get a feeling because you know how they sold the empire. Yeah. They devalued it completely. Yeah. So they're yeah. going to be, yeah, you're right. The, the troops on the Danube have to deal with all the crap flying at them all the time. It's the yeah. hardest place to be. And... You get paid more if you're a Praetorian guard, mm -hmm. and all they do is swan around and bullying people. It will not be hard to convince the troops that they're better than the Praetorian guard, and the Praetorians need to be sorted out. So the troops declare Severus should be the emperor, spontaneously, yes, with no nudging from Severus whatsoever. He's going, shank you. <laughs> Stood up, delivered his speech, silence. <coughs> <laughs> Jeff, say the words. I'm not saying the word. <laughs> Say it. Fine. Be the Emperor Severus. <laughs> <sighs> well done, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff knows he's into trouble here. Yeah. <laughs> it never goes well for his family. He does. There's been a lot of interest in Jeff on uh, Twitter and Facebook this week. <laughs> it has, yeah. It has. 
Yeah, I'd like to think the family goes back. <laughs> like the Blackadder, there's a Jeff in every... <laughs> yeah. it's, not, it's not Jeff, obviously. We've anglicised anglicized that. It's Jeffy yeah. Anus. Oh, the Jeffy Anuses. Yeah. yeah. So, Jeff Anus. <laughs> Jeff I. <laughs> oh. Right, anyway. So Jeff declares Severus the Emperor on the Ides of August in Cartanumtum. Ooh. Or just Canuntum. That is on the Danube in the um, province of Pannonia, so that's... All right. In Europe. <laughs> in Europe. I'm guessing not too far away from Croatia, Austria, Italy, that kind of area. I couldn't tell you exactly. <laughs> Croatia, no, they kind Austria, of, Italy. No, they, they kind of meet up there, don't they? Yeah, in the yeah. Alps. Near the Alps. Yeah, yeah they, yeah, they yeah, do. Yeah, so yeah. like skimming the top of Italy. Yeah, yeah. yeah cool. Yeah. Around somewhere. Yeah, mountains. My, my knowledge of Europe geography has improved a lot recently. Really? <laughs> as long as I think in Roman provinces. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 I, I, that's the difference between Upper and Lower Pannonia. Oh, yeah, that's fine. But yeah. uh, where's Croatia? Um, I don't know. It's just near, near Greece. Just part of the side of Greece. Yeah, it's, it's nice. a weird shape as well. Yeah, yeah. The, the Balkan War. Went to Dubrovnik, it's very nice. Oh, did you? Look, yes. It looks a bit like uh, Game of Thrones, because that's where some of it's filmed. Oh, nice. Mm. like it. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, there you go. Severus is now declared Emperor. Around this time, Nigel and Albert's troops do the same for them. Ooh. We're not really certain about, certain about the order in which they're claimed, uh, but it's roughly at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Severus writes to Albert the White in Britain and offers to join forces. He does, doesn't he? He does. Or he says, I'll make you my heir or something. Yeah. Yes. You can be my heir, because let's face it, I'd win, but you can be my heir. This but was he sincere, do you think? Apparently not. Well, no, of course he wasn't. It was just a way of getting Albert to not do anything for a while. <laughs> Severus then marches on Rome. This is what we spent the entire last week covering. So we'll, we'll skim over it a little bit. Highlights. He takes the important city of Ravenna without a fight, and then continues on. All the while, he has a guard of 600 men who sleep in their armour, guarding him. Ooh, that'd be really uncomfortable. That would be uncomfortable, wouldn't it? But I'm guessing that's what made that assassin that was sent to kill him not kill him. Yes. <laughs> it's quite hard to get past 600 just, men. Just uh, Severus in the middle of a room, surrounded by 600 <laughs> men around in circles. I'm not going in there. <laughs> I didn't bring my rope, I can't Cre hang from the Creeps seat. all the way up, dangles down, gets into the window and just 600 men staring at him. Yeah, one well, sharpening a sword. Shink. I'll, Shink. I'll go, shall I? Yeah, yeah. I'll go. Yeah. <laughs> Members of the Senate reach him and try to persuade him to stop. If you remember, this was one of Julianus's ingenious plans. Now, according to the Historia Augusta, I'll quote here. And in truth, when Severus heard that the legates had been sent by a unanimous order of the Senate, he was at first terrified. Ooh. Afterwards, however, he managed to bribe the legates and address the army in his favour, and then to desert to his side themselves. Ooh. I don't believe this for a moment. But I, I get the point that if they arrive from the Senate from Rome, he's thinking, oh, maybe I'm not, I haven't got support at home. This, this might be harder than I thought. I don't think he would have cared if he got support. That's true. He's What's, got an army. He's got an army. He's yeah, got all the pointy true. things. I don't think he'd have been terrified. He knew that this was going to happen. Yeah. yeah, so I don't believe it for a moment. Anyway, 70 miles out of Rome, he sends a message to the Praetorians. Give up. Hmm. 
And they do so, and they kill Julianus, as we learnt last week. No. He then stays outside of Rome for a while. Yeah. Another quote. After the murder of Julianus, Severus still remained encamped, and in his tent, as though he were advancing through hostile territory. The Senate, therefore, sent a delegation of a hundred senators to bear him congratulations and sue for pardon. Mm -hmm. They were searched for concealed weapons, and only then suffered to greet him as he stood armed and in the midst of his armed men. So... Senators came along begging, please yeah. don't kill us. We wanted you to win all the time. Honestly, we were literally yeah. laughing in his face. Yeah, I promise. Yeah. yeah. What lovely 600 men you had in there, Shiny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ow, he just poked me with his sword. Yeah. I love that they like forced down on their knees while speaking to Severus. He's just standing there. Kiss my ring. <laughs> <laughs> that famous, famous Bond quote. Yes. Yeah, the, the Kiss My Ring definitely works better if the listeners could have seen you doing the action of your hand, pretending to wear a ring. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, he then marches into Rome with his army, but last minute he strips his armour and dresses as a civilian, just to say, look, I'm not here as a conqueror, I'm just a man of Rome. Ignore these guys. Yeah. Ignore these. No, they're just, they're, they're here to shop. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a civilian, not in the part of the army. He then orders the Praetorians to gather information, but without weapons or armour. Ooh. Oh. How? Yeah. Well, he just tells them. Oh, okay. Uh, he just told them to give up, and they said yes. So All right, it's fair enough. unlikely they're going to say no at this point. It's true. Yeah. He's got his whole, whole army behind him. So, um, he seems to have called them unaware. They seemed to think they were going to get rewarded, because they had just given up. They were the first to give up. Julianus didn't give up. The Senate didn't give up. No. The Praetorians went, yes, of course, come on in. New Emperor. Yeah. Kiss your feet, something. Mm. What do you think happens? Uh, okay. Two things. He could either, yeah. Yeah. yeah, reward them, pay them, get them on the side. But he has said in the past he hates them. His army hate them. So I'm guessing he just slaughters them. Severus mounted the tribunal. <laughs> Not the tribune. <laughs> Sorry. Dear old dear. Family show. Right. Severus mounted. <laughs> I didn't say it. Severus got up on a podium, sternly reproached them with cowardness, dismissed them with the ignominy and the trust which they had betrayed, despoiled them of their splendid ornaments, and banished them on pain of death to the distance of 100 miles of the capital. That's so you just humiliate them. Yeah, humiliated them, banished them. Not banished. <laughs> this was olden times. Yeah. And then, yeah, you can't come within 100 miles of Rome. Nice. That is the entire Praetorian Guard. Gone. Hmm. So, but he's still got his 600, hasn't he? Yes, he's also got thousands of men. Yeah. <laughs> so he doesn't get rid of the Praetorian Guard. He then just puts all his own men in. He replaces them. He replaces them. Yeah. Yes, so don't worry, we'll still have Praetorians. Excellent. Yes. It's odd, when I first really started to get into the history of Rome and I was listening to Mike Duncan's podcast a few yes. years ago, I hated the Praetorians. Hmm. These pesky Praetorians coming along, ruining everything. Oh. I quite like them now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they make it interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, right, the army camp was within the city at this point. The army 
used temples, porticos, and the palace as their quarters. You can only imagine what the general population thought about this. Yeah. Thousands of armed men suddenly came in and just made camp in the middle of the city. <laughs> the next day, Severus headed to the Senate and just generally points out how rubbish Julianus was and how he should be the emperor. The Senate agree. Of course they do. Perhaps helped by all those armed guards surrounding him. Yeah, I wonder sheep. if he also said, I've come here with no armed guards. <laughs> yeah. Go Julianus on him. Yeah. The army at this point, realising their power, asked Severus for some more money. Oh, nice that... Nice and politely. Give us more money or we will kill everyone. Severus, unable to do anything else, agrees. Yeah. So he, already he's been held hostage by his army. Yeah. This is not good. It's not, not great, is it? Right. He then holds a funeral for Pertinax and kills Julianus' supporters. Why not? That's nice. Yeah. Oh, do you think his friends were killed? Which ones? Oh, the, t- the, the, the two, two guys. Yeah, the two guys. <laughs> You know what's really annoying? We do actually have the names of those two, and I didn't put them in just because I thought. Oh, we why? have the names. Yeah, I, I didn't want to overcomplicate I things. I just made it too up. Many names. No. Um, yeah, when writing my notes, I thought, oh, I'll leave those names out. Let's not confuse things. I didn't realise how central <laughs> for <laughs> the episode they've become. <laughs> I now really wish I'd put their names in. I reckon they're still alive. Yeah, oh, of course they're still alive. They are. They're sitting on the sidelines. They definitely went to Julianus's funeral. Ah, look at you now. <laughs> yeah. <Hey. laughs> right, Albert and Nigel update. Bearing in mind Severus has travelled hundreds of miles, yep. overthrown a city, held yep. a funeral, disbanded the Praetorian Guard, and took control of the Senate. Yeah, it's had his impact. In this time, Albert is trying on some new clothes to match his new Caesar title. White robes. Yeah. Within and uh, Nigel is putting on his sandals, thinking about maybe heading towards Rome at some point. So, Nigel's not really... He doesn't see the... He hasn't got a sense of urgency. No. He's a little bit complacent. Oh dear. As I said last week, he's the favourite. He's the most powerful. He's got the most resources. Everyone in Rome assumes he's the one who's going to win this. He's not ambitious, though, is he? He's not. He's, he's not claiming it. What Nigel does do, though, is send some letters to Rome. He's not completely lazy, saying I should be the emperor. Yeah. So He's not completely lazy. He's got his servant to write letters. Yeah. <laughs> Severus stops the letter from Nigel from reaching the Senate. Okay. So that was that plan gone. Good, yeah. yeah. He then said he was going to rule like Marcus Aurelius and not kill any senators without trial by peers. That's good, because it gets the Senate on your side. It does. I'm going to say that again. He will not kill any senators. He kills senators, isn't he? Oh, I'm not giving anything away. (laughs) Right. He then tells the Senate that he's going to reconcile with the East. He doesn't even use Niger's name, or even Nigel's name. Um, He just says he's going to go to the East and make sure everything's all right, because Mm. Nigel was just doing his duty. He was opposing Julianus, just like Severus did. Yeah. That was fine. And he'd just pop over there, make sure everything's all right. <laughs> With my army. <laughs> well, he's, he's got to have someone to fold his sheets and do his washing for him. Yeah. Yeah, he's not going to do that himself. He yeah. needs his... 12,000. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thousand men with him, <laughs> obviously. Also, meanwhile, Plautianus, remember him as childhood friend? Yes. Yes. He nudges Plautianus and says, pop, pop round to Nigel's house and... Uh, just grab his children for me. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Historia Augusta, though, claims that um, Severus treats him, treats the children as if they were his own. That's nice. Again, you assume that's nice. Maybe he was horrible to his children. That's true. Yeah. You don't know how he is with his kids, do we? 
we know how his kids turned out. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> More on that next week. Yay! Right. Okay, here we go. Civil War Part 1, Nigel the Black. Severus realised speed was of the essence. Niger potentially had more resources than him, so he needed to take Nigel by surprise. He ordered his troops to keep an eye on Egypt as he headed over land towards Asia Minor. Nigel, despite being slow, had a lot of support in the region. Mm. The governor of Asia, Asia declared for him and took the city of Byzantium. Ooh. That is the first time we've mentioned Byzantium. Because my understanding is the empire sort of splits, isn't it? Yeah, the Eastern Empire Does it the some Western point, Empire. Yes. Is this sort of, sort of the foundations of this? Not quite, but you, you're right to link it. Byzantium is the city that becomes Constantinople, which becomes By the capital time. of Rome. So, yes. And this is, it's been around for a very long time. Yeah. It was around back in ancient Greek times, but this is the first time it's come into our story. It's a well-walled city at this point. It's hard yeah. to break into. So, they're hoping to block Severus getting into Asia and uh, keep him on the European side. Severus, meanwhile, went through Pannonia to pick up some troops and then Moesia to pick up some more troops. And then he sent some more troops ahead under the command of Candidus. Or Candidus. Okay. Yeah. Candidus beat the Asian troops because he just walked past Byzantium. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want that. Yeah, it's like, we could try and take Byzantium. They're big walls. Should we just walk past? Just go around it. Yeah, let's just go around and then <laughs> defeat their armies. Yeah, so it didn't really work. The city didn't surrender, despite the fact that the province of Asia, which isn't huge, the province of Asia is basically the eastern part of modern-day Turkey. Yes. Yeah. yeah so, province of Asia is taken by Severus's troops, apart from Byzantium, just clinging on in there. <laughs> Severus then feels confident and sends back a letter to Rome saying all was settled, despite the fact it's clearly not. Yeah. What usually happens when you send back a letter too early saying all's settled? It all goes to hell in a handbasket. Yeah, you'd assume so, but it doesn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> all's settled fairly soon afterwards. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> You're usually asking for trouble, aren't you? But not in this case. Yeah, Nigel decides to make a tactical retreat back to Syria, but this was taken as a sign of weakness by all the surrounding governors, oh, dear. who all start to turn to Severus's side. Eventually, the two sides do meet up on the plains of Isis, which is a famous site that Alexander the Great fought Darius on. Severus's troops, far more seasoned in battle, drove toward those... Macromani wars and yeah. wars with the barbarians up north were easily able to take Nigel's forces down who would pretty much just sat around in the desert for a while. Nigel flees to Parthia. Oh. He hopes to take refuge with the Parthian king but he was hunted down and killed. Oh. Yeah. When I was writing the notes I got a little flashback to the polite horse. Oh, the, the well-trained one that bows. Yeah. Because we're, we're in that region again, and someone oh. was, and they were trying to get back to Armenia rather than Parthia this time. But we're talking roughly the same place, yeah. trying to run away. So I think the, uh, the white horse tra tracked him down. Uh, <laughs> Assassin horse. Yes. It's sort of ancestor. Severus then thinks, what shall I do with this dead body? I know, I'll send the head to Byzantium, <laughs> which is still yeah. under siege, to show them that their gig was up. But the city held out mm. for a whole year before being taken. Severus not best pleased about this. No. No. So he ordered the city be razed to the ground. And it was never heard of again. <laughs> that bit's not true. 
I'm, I'm guessing that. Right. Nigel's supporters were then punished and driven into exile. Ooh. But Severus soon realised that all he was doing here was feeding the Parthians some really good soldiers and engineers. And yeah. So he then comes to peace with them a bit and says, you know, I won't kill Pass you. Pass the head. Oh, yeah. you know, good try. Bygones be bygones. It's yeah. all okay. Okay, so there you go. He's cla- cleared out his biggest rival. Yeah. Looking Nigel. good. Oh, poor Nigel. What's his real name? I've forgotten. Niger. Persilius Niger. Yeah. But Verus, how weird. <laughs> Sorry, in my notes I said Verus spent a sort of time mopping up the area. Verus? Yeah, I must he's be. back. He's back from the dead. I must have been thinking of Verus's campaigns in Parthia. Anyway, Severus then spends a short time mopping up the area because some yeah. of the Parthians in the area go, oh, actually, this is a good time to cause some trouble. Severus is having none of that. Nope. Yeah. So he, he fights back against them. It would appear Severus wants to fully invade Parthia at this point, but he's got other things to occupy him, such as... White. Albert the White. Albert the yes. White. So he sends a letter back to Rome, and I will quote here. Even in the letter in which he announced his victory over Niger, he styles Albinus, the brother of his soul and empire, sends him the affectionate salutations of his wife Julia and his young family, and entreats him to preserve the armies and the Republic faithful to their common interest. That's nice, isn't it? Yeah. So he sent a letter to Albinus, Albert the White, saying, You're still still my number two. Yeah. Yeah. You're still my heir. Yeah. That the messengers charged with this letter were instructed to accost the Caesar. What? Oh no, sorry, I've read that wrong. The messengers charged with this letter were instructed to accost the Caesar with respect, <laughs> to desire a private audience, and then plunge their daggers into his heart. So they're assassins, basically. They are assassins. <laughs> He's like sending two guys, and when Albert opening his tent, like two massive seven foot. <laughs> Scars on their face. Dressed all in black. Massive knives behind their back as well. <laughs> we got a letter. <laughs> Would you like to read the letter? <laughs> it's written really small on the end of my sword. <laughs> Take a really, really close look. Yeah. That's what happened. That's what happened. Right, we'll come back to what happens there. Brilliant. Right. During this campaign in the East, Julia had accompanied him and was given the title Mother of the Camp, so all the soldiers respect her. Okay. Yes. And also, remember when I said he didn't kill the senators? He said he wouldn't kill the senators? Yeah. 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 He doesn't. He does not punish Niger's supporters. He stays true to his word. Almost. He did kill one. But, I mean, (sighs) we all make mistakes. Yeah, you have slip ups every now and Yeah, it doesn't. I couldn't find out which one. It just said he killed one senator. I don't know why. Tony, probably. Probably Tony. Maybe Tony had tried to once kill Severus using a shark in a pool or something. (laughs) (laughs) Had a a laser. Expect me to talk. No, Severus. I expect you to die. (laughs) Anyway. Albinus. Here we go, Albert the White. So, at some point at the end of 195 or early 196, either Albinus declares himself Augustus again, or Severus announced that Caracalla was Caesar. Oh. We, we don't know who started it, but it doesn't really matter because it was obvious they were going to fight. So, two men standing. Let's see who wins. I wonder. <laughs> right. So, first stroke of the battle, back to the assassins. It fails. Yeah. Really? Well, yeah. Obviously, Albert just went, no, I'm not, I'm not reading that small letter on the end of your sword. Mm. And the assassins went, oh, 
All right. That was our only plan. <laughs> Half hell, didn't it? <laughs> Damn. Any ideas? Nope. Oh, let's go back then. Okay. <laughs> so it didn't work. But Severus was able to convince Albert that they were just rogue soldiers. And Albert either believed them or just thought, oh, there's no point arguing about this, we're about to go to war anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, history's not really been kind to Albert. A lot of historians in the past have basically said he was duped by Severus, but to be honest, it's more likely he was trying to pull a Vespasian here. Let yes. Nigel and Severus duke it out amongst themselves and then swoop in at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't really work, though. Albert crosses into Gaul in 196 and heads to Lundunum, which is modern-day Lyon. Right. Yes. He wrote to the German legions, hoping for their support, but they decided to stay out of it. They yeah. were still fairly much in support of Severus, but were trying to keep out of it. This was a blow for Albert, but not a fatal one, because he had, according to sources, managed to raise an insanely large army of 150,000 men. That's a big army. This is a big army. Severus responded by blocking the paths of the Alps. Just getting lots of furniture. <laughs> just it's like a load of goats. Yeah. <laughs> Farmers and goats. Farmers, goats, tables, flock yeah. of sheep. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> so, yeah, he then goes up to Carnuntum. I do like these names. Lugdumnum and Carnuntum. Yeah, they're good. Yeah. So he goes back to his old province in Pannonia, basically, to pick up some more men. He manages to raise an army of 150,000 men. This is the largest Roman-on-Roman action as of yet in history. Yes. Okay. Two massive armies finally face off in Gaul, near Leon, modern-day Leon. Severus was knocked down and killed. Really? No, not But almost. They thought he was. But his troops managed to push back the Gallic forces and the British forces. And Severus was able to get up and back onto a horse. Gibbon says this. This is why I love Gibbon. I'm so glad we've got Gibbon now. The fame and person of Severus appeared during a few moments irrecoverably lost. Till that warlike prince rallied his fainting troops and led them to a decisive victory. Historians don't write like that anymore. No, they don't. No, they don't. You can almost forgive the casual sexism and racism. (laughs) (laughs) Almost. (laughs) Almost, yeah. So, yeah, it it looked like he was going to die, but he managed to push on. Eventually, Severus wins the battle and Albert commits suicide. uh, I think he did it. What, suicide? Yeah. Um, Jumped out a window. That's nice, though. Yeah. Small buildings back then. (laughs) Yeah, yes. So he had to, like... Do it quite a few times. (laughs) Yeah, right. I mean, he tried to shoot himself with an arrow, like really awkwardly. Oh, it took hours just to get in the right position. Ended up just sellotaping an arrow to a tree and running into it. <laughs> Onto a horse. <laughs> go, Gigi. Right. So there we go. Albert's now dead. Severus is in charge. Severus then allows his troops to sack the city. Bit of a black mark here. Leon never really gains its prestige ever again. It still exists, obviously, but back then it was a real powerful city, whereas now, not so much. Yeah, that's a shame. Yeah. Okay, Severus goes back to Rome. He's a winner. Yes. Well done. To have a triumph. You can't. It's literally against the walls to have a triumph. What? With emperor? In a civil war. Ah, okay. Yes. But we will get to that. Right. 
He gets back to Rome and decides that using personats to ensure legitimacy was not really good enough. It worked to begin with, because he said, oh yeah, I'm revenging Pertinax's death. So he decides to claim that he was Marcus Aurelius's adopted son. They don't believe it? Not really. One senator had the cheek to congratulate him on finding a father. <laughs> Pro- probably didn't go down too well. Is he the one that got killed? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> yeah. So of course, has a downside being Marcus Aurelius's son. Because who does that make your brother? Ooh, he's <laughs> Commodus's brother. Yes, he's now Commodus's brother, which isn't ideal. But he decides, well, in for a penny, in for a pound, might as well go for it. Oh. So he deifies Commodus. Oh, but he, no. Yeah, and this puts, well, it does two good things for him. It puts the Senate in their place. The Senate now realise exactly who Severus is going to be as an emperor. Yeah. Severus does not like the Senate. He thinks they're a waste of time. So he puts them in their place, saying, well, you can't do anything. And it also cheers up the army. The army, remember, quite liked Commodus. Mm. Yeah. So, he then expands the Praetorians by a factor of four. Oh, wow. Yes. Praetorians are no longer the Emperor's guards. They are the Emperor's personal army. Yeah. Essentially, Rome is now ruled by a military dictatorship. Yay. Yay. Severus then took a deep breath. Thank you. He looked around for the listener's benefit. That was some good looking around from Jamie there. He hummed for a bit. <laughs> and then realised that being the emperor wasn't actually that much fun. He's bored, basically. Yeah, um, it was quite fun fighting to become the emperor. <laughs> but once he got there, he said this, I have been all things, and all is of little value. That's a bit sad, right? It's like when you you spend months saving up for something, like you want to buy something, it's really nice, you think, oh, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Then you get anything. Yeah. It's all right, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got, got a bit by his remorse, I think, <laughs> being the Emperor. So, in 197, he decides, let's go and have a war. They're fun. Yeah. He liked having wars, so let's go back east. I couldn't finish up with the Parthians before, so let's go and claim some glory and actually get a real triumph. Yeah, go for it. Yay! So, off he goes. He travelled by ship to Cilicia, and then goes on to Syria by land. He crosses the Euphrates with his army. The King of Armenia sent him lots of gifts. And his children as hostages. <laughs> Please, whilst you go into Parthia, don't decide to come and invade us again. Please. Wow. They go all the way to Nispus and do some fighting and then head back. This is the short version because there's quite a lot to cover today. <laughs> yes. The next year, he made his way to the Parthian capital of Tessaphon. Okay. And sacked it. Yay. Poor Tessaphon. They're not having a good time recently, are no. they? It's been a few times it's been sacked recently. However, it didn't find it all easy going. Story Augusta here. For this reason, then, although he could make no further progress since the Parthian army was blocking the way and his men's bowels were loosened on account of the unfamiliar food, he nevertheless held his ground, took the city, put the king to flight, slew a great multitude, and gained the name of Parthicus. So there he is in the desert. Everyone's (laughs) having a bit of trouble. (laughs) Yeah. And then they sack this city. It's bad enough being a city that keeps being sacked by Romans, but mm. being sacked oh. by Romans that are having trouble, should we say. A bit of leakage. But, oh, you know what it's like when you're out and you, you just suddenly need to go. <laughs> I think I'd be willing to sack a city at that point. 
just if that's the only toilet available. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You'd be fighting for your life. <laughs> Some sense of urgency yeah. in the city. They probably sack the city within two minutes. Yeah. Right. However, despite Tesfon being the capital, the main fortress city in the area was Hatra. If he could take Hatra, then he'd really be able to claim dominance of Parthia. Yeah. Because they bypassed Hatra to get to Tessafon. Tessafon was easy pickings. Yeah. It sounds good, but... <laughs> a lot of toilets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they obviously knew getting to the toilets in Hatra was going to be tricky, so they just bypassed it. So then they head back to try and get Hatra. They'll be running past Hatra. Just like, no, keep going, keep going. <laughs> keep going. No one's got the keys for this one. <laughs> go, go, go. <laughs> The Emperor not realising I've never seen them run so much so quickly. <laughs> wow. <laughs> then you see his like his Lego just putting away a vial of uh, something <laughs> after he's been serving out the food. Yeah. No one quite knows what the vial is. But oh, it's, it's ingenious. Sorry to run you No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> so, two sieges took place. A long time. Unable to take Hatra. Hatra was too wild fortified. So... Severus decides to do the only sensible thing, clear victory and go home. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's a bit of... Yeah. yeah. Okay. Meanwhile, back in Rome, Plautianus, his friend. Yes. Yeah. He's been left in charge. He is the Praetorian prefect for this new expanded Praetorians. And, a bit of rejigging, he's now the only prefect. There's not two. Ah. There's one. Oh dear. He soon uses this power to enrich himself and promote the idea of his rule around the empire. Yeah, he started to issue coins with his face on and order statues of himself put around Rome next to the statues of the Severan family. Only his were slightly bigger. Oh, <laughs> no. Quite what he was thinking at this point, because Severus is due back soon. Is he just going to, like, throw tarpaulins over the statues? Yeah, I don't know. So I want all your coins back in. <laughs> Bring me the coins. Oh, it's not working. Sorry, so, so we minted them to, like, you, but they just came out looking like <laughs> me. <Yeah. laughs> Severus gets back and it's like, Platianus, you've got a beard just like mine. Yes, I decided to grow it this way. Don't we look alike? <laughs> <laughs> you've dyed your hair. <laughs> I'm wearing a wig. Yeah. By the time Severus does get back, most people in Rome despise Plautianus. Uh, he's basically like Cleander, isn't he? Yes, just like Cleander. Mm. Yeah. yeah, so people in Rome hate him. Severus's family despise him. Caracalla in particular, who's growing mm. up by this point, starts to think that the older man is starting to attempt to take away his inheritance. However, all complaints about the prefect fall on deaf ears because Severus trusts a man above all else. In 202, here we go, 3rd no. century... Ooh. We're in the third century. This is the... Let the crisis begin. Yay! We've got a little bit of time before the crisis. Right, in 202, Plautianus manages to convince Severus that Caracalla should marry his daughter. Oh. Yeah. Probably imagine how Caracalla took this. Yep. Nope. Caracalla was a, a subtle and calmer man, so told Plautianus that he would kill him <laughs> and his daughter as soon as he became emperor. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'll grab your face and rip out your throat and your outsides will be in and your insides will be out and I'll... Calm down, Caracal. It's okay. It's going to be okay, Caracal. Calm. Calm. Think, think blue. Think of the colour blue. Caracal rarely thought blue. I'm looking forward to him. <laughs> Plautianus then starts to plot to overthrow the family. Or, and possibly more likely, 
Caracalla then begins to plot to make <laughs> it look like Plautianus is plotting yeah. to overthrow the family. Plautianus has been Severus's friend his whole life. There's no indication that he was trying to overthrow. He maybe overstep his bounds with the coins. <laughs> but I don't know. It could be Caracalla. It could be Plautianus. Either way, Severus is still having none of it. That'd Until finally, Severus's brother, who I've not mentioned, but he had a brother, mm. he fell ill and then spent his dying breath convincing Severus that his oldest friend was plotting to kill him. Now, because Severus's son had been whispering the same thing in his ear for quite some time, Severus mm. finally is won over, so puts Plautianus to death. It's like if you keep telling the same lie again and again yeah. eventually, people will believe it. Okay, Africa. In 202, Severus ordered campaigns in Africa. For a long time, the nomads had been able to get away with raiding. Severus put a stop to it. Good. Build fences around. That's that section. Okay, good. Yep. <laughs> we really don't have much details <laughs> on what he did in Africa, but he did some stuff. But more so than most emperors recently, because obviously it's his hometown. Yeah, it's true. So, yeah. so he went and did some stuff there. By this time, Caracalla and Geta were growing up, and they hated each other. Really? Oh, yes. This will be the defining part of next week. They absolutely despise each other. Both were shaping out to be spoiled, egotistical, and selfish. Brilliant. I said shellfish there, like Severus. Shellfish. Shellfish. I can't speak. Shellfish will do. Right. They're they're basically both turning into the same horrible person that happened to hate each other. Okay. Severus despaired of his sons and started to think about what he could do to whip them into shape. So what would you do? You've got a couple of unruly kids. Army? Yeah. No. <laughs> that's exactly what he does. I would say that's what I'd do if I had kids. As in send them into the army or raise an army and go and invade a country. I was going to say send them into the army. Oh, he, he goes for the full-on nuclear option. Ooh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. None of us just send them into the army. I'm not going to use a cherry bomb. No. An atom bomb. <laughs> yeah. News came in that some locals in Britain were kicking up some fuss and you just imagine the messenger coming in. The same messenger. Mm. Running in. Oh. The locals, they're revolting. Yes, three of them. They took some bread from a shop. <laughs> and before he even gets to the end of the sentence, Severus, yes, let's go to another country and invade. <laughs> so bored in Rome. <laughs> so off he goes. Family outing. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Julia goes, the sons go, Severus goes. Off they go to Britain. Okay, image of a carriage, two sons at the back, constantly fighting. Am I going to have to turn this around? <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> Severus doing that, trying to look behind him to see what's going on, Why but at the same time trying to keep an eye on the road. Just, the horse. Just, don't, don't, what? Just, just stop kicking each other. Give me that. Stop kicking my chair. Yeah. <laughs> don't need that. Throwing it out the window. <laughs> That's my slave. <laughs> just see him throwing something. I'm quite sure it is. Then you hear a scream. <laughs> <laughs> Told you, no personal slaves on this trip. Yeah. Right, anyway. So in 208, Severus heads to Britain with 40,000 soldiers. That's a lot of soldiers. That's a lot of soldiers, plus they're soldiers in Britain, so he's got a nice large number of soldiers. These locals, these three locals, was actually the Caledonians up in Scotland. So he decides, let's finally take this island. Let's unite Britain. So we can have a... Like a kingdom that's Like some kind united. of united kingdom. Yeah, that was that's the a plan. Idea. was a good plan. Yeah. So, off to Hadrian's Wall they go. They repair Hadrian's Wall. That's All good. very nice. 
so much so that many people call it the Severn Wall for a while. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. He then retook the lands between the Hadrian's Wall and the Antonine Wall. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, cause the Antonine Wall's like, in, pretty much in yeah. Scotland, isn't it? So, Edinburgh, Glasgow, they're back in the fold. Mm. Not that they existed back then. What did no. they? No, I'm guessing mm. not. Wouldn't have thought so. Severus was able to communicate with the locals well, obviously, because they spoke his language. (laughs) Um, Ah, (laughs) Severus. Hello. Hello, Severus. Right, he then heads north of the wall. The Caledonians refused to fight, though. Really? Yeah. That must have really annoyed him. That really did annoy him. (laughs) What? They wear them down using guerrilla tactics. Caledonians know there's no way they're going to beat these troops, so they just hide up trees, not mountains, and come down oh. and just disturb them. I'm yeah. thinking gorillas. Oh, actually, gorilla gorillas. up a tree, gorilla yeah. around a mountain. Just sending gorillas <gasps> down. Silverbacks. Get them, Kiki. <laughs> yeah. However, the Romans finally reached the north of Scotland. And then what did they do? There's nothing up there. No, they just turn around and go back. <laughs> go, this isn't working. Visits of the whiskey distillers on the way back, and that's. Oh, I... Must have done. What else are you going to do if you're in Scotland? But yeah. Visit the whiskey distillers. So Severus finally creates a peace deal with the Caledonians, realising this isn't really working, but I've done well enough to declare peace. My sons have had a taste of the army. Maybe they'll chill out a bit. The Caledonians say, yeah, yeah, well, it would be peaceful. Yeah. And Severus says, watch that behind your back. The Caledonians, not nothing. It's not my fingers crossed. <laughs> Definitely not. No. No, we'll be good. Honest. Severus then goes back below the wall. Yeah. But the Caledonians, guess what they did? They went back on it, didn't they? They went back on it. Oh. Severus was frustrated. A little bit miffed. A little bit miffed. What do you do if you're a little bit miffed? What do I do, personally? Yeah. Just get a bit of a huff, go quiet. Go quiet. Severus orders genocide. Nothing that. No. <laughs> Apparently, and I quote, Let no one escape sheer destruction. No one our hands, not even the babe in the womb of the mother. If no. it be male, let it nevertheless not escape sheer destruction. Oh dear. A little bit annoyed. Yeah. Yeah. He's just really fed up guerrilla tactics by this point and just says, look, just go up and wipe them all out. Yeah, get rid of those guerrillas as well. Yeah. They possibly would have been able to do this, and we would have had a Roman Scotland. But mm. Severus then falls ill. By this point, he's getting on in years, and he's got a terrible gout. Ooh, that's he nice. He can no longer move on his own. In fact, this whole trip to Britain, he's just been in his litter, being carried around oh, really? all the time. Yeah. So he's been in pain, and now it's not looking good. So they withdraw to a Boracum, which is York. Oh. Off to York they go. Lovely town, York. I love York. They love York. Mm. Yeah, went to visit Yordic Viking Centre, <laughs> probably. Find out about the, the Vikings that were soon yeah. to be arriving. For our um, American <laughs> listeners, every primary school child in the country is taken to York to go and look at the Viking Museum there for some reason. It's the only one. It's the only one we've got, apparently. And they pipe in this Viking smell, which is really distinctive, which occasionally, for some reason, you smell in life. And everyone around, doesn't matter where they're from, what walk of life they're from, look at each other and go, Yordic Viking Museum. Yeah. 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 (laughs) It's a weird thing. It is. It is. Yeah. Anyway, so they went and visited the Viking Museum. But then, unfortunately, Severus realises he's on his deathbed. Oh, dear. And he says his last words, which are, 
The state, when I received it, was harassed on every side. I leave it at peace, even in Britain. What about the Caledonians? Shh. So even, they're knocking on the tent. <laughs> even in Britain. Okay. <laughs> they're here with axes. Shut up, Jeff. <laughs> Do you want to go and sort them out? No. <laughs> I leave it in peace, even in Britain. Old now and with crippled feet. I bequeath my two Antonii, his sons, an empire which is strong, if they prove good, feeble, if they prove bad. Ooh. And then to his sons he turned and said, Be harmonious, enrich the soldiers, and scorn all other men. And then he dies. Oh. Omen time. Yay! Yeah. There were some omens that he was about to die. He dreamed that four eagles were lifting him up into the sky and placed him on a chariot, being driven by a giant human figure. As being driven, he counted to 89, and I quote here, <laughs> and beyond this number of years, he did not live so much as one. Which is really true, because he died at the age of 65. Oh, OK, that's good. <laughs> because this is the story of Augusta just getting it completely wrong. Yeah, yeah. But it's true, because he didn't live past 89. So. Well, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So there we go. That's Severus for you. Okay. Yeah. First thoughts? I love the fact at the end of it is just saying, you know, to my sons, be nice to each other. And they're just going, yeah. Yeah, we'll do that. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, we'll, we'll be nice. He stabbed me, Dad. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. We'll get on to the sons next week. Brilliant. I'm thinking of doing them both in one week, so we might be releasing two episodes next weekend. Ooh. Yeah, because we don't have much on one of the brothers. Which might give you a clue on what happens quite okay. soon afterwards. Okay. But I do want to do a separate episode on each emperor, just to keep it neat. So we might have both. Can I guess which one? Go on, which one do you think is going to survive? Which one's going to not? Getter, because I'd heard of him. You're like, what? You've heard of him? You so mentalist, and you, you hit me. So you think Getter's going to die? First. I First. think Caracalla will live on. Oh, was... When I said that, you hit me, and I bet you're going to edit out this oh, as well. <laughs> Definitely will edit the sound out. That was brutal. Yeah. Blood. Right. Blood. <laughs> okay, shall we, shall we rate him? Yeah, let's fighty this up. Fightius Maximus. Fightius Maximus. Here we go. Right, there's really, despite all that fighting I talked about, there's not really any details as such. Okay. So, let's just have a quick recap, and right. then... Uh, go for it. So, Phytius, despite their lack of military experience at a young age, mm. he then takes on three separate people in the Civil War and wins. Um, and then he campaigned in three continents and won each one. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. Pretty successful, yeah. Yeah. So against him, the victories weren't that great. Julianus, let's face it, a sim and a hat could have beat Julianus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is just weird. Uh, Nigel was too slow. Yeah. If he just marched on Rome, he probably would have been able to secure it. Mm. Albert, oh, that was a fairly fair battle. Yeah. That was one on one. He almost lost. That's but true. Yes. But he didn't. Just hung in there. Then, when he went over to the Parthians, um, he couldn't take Catra. No. So he couldn't really get the decisive victory. The little bits he did in Africa were just against small tribes. And then in Britain, he couldn't actually take Scotland. No, but he moved back into it. He advanced it a little bit, though, from what it was. He advanced it a bit. You could argue. Yeah, and he did sack Tassifat. He lost the north of Scotland, though. Yeah, he got he? all the way to the north. 
Then bro, that's but just why we're here. <laughs> <laughs> what shall we do now, Severus? Uh, shall we go back? Let's not go back to that big lake. There's this weird green creature in there <laughs> snapping at me. Yeah. Quick, run away! <laughs> Maybe that's it. Maybe that's why they couldn't take Scotland. Yeah. The Loch Ness monster. <laughs> <laughs> it scared them too much. So, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Got an image now of. After the army running in the desert <laughs> trying to find a toilet, now the army running away <laughs> from monsters in Scotland. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he did well, but nothing, he's fighty. nothing he fight. amazing. I would like to give him a few extra points just that he's really up for a fight. He's got too bored sitting in a palace yeah. with everything. He's like, I want to fight. Yeah, yeah. He was eager. He was eager, wasn't he? He was ready. He was a man with the plan. Oh, you! <laughs> I thought you'd written down your score, but now you're just getting ready to write down our score. Yeah. Um, God, I think I know what I'm going to say. He's more fighting than of emperors. You say first, so I, I don't influence I would you. like to give him a seven. That's exactly what I was thinking. Really? Yes, <laughs> it was. Yeah, it's good. It's definitely above five. Well, average, yeah. But it's not amazing, is no. it? No. But he's, he's sheer determination. Actually, no, I might give him one more, because he did win a civil war, and then he yeah, did go fights. fighting. So if you're staying on seven, I might give him one more. No, it's just, just an individual thing. Oh, What's your feeling? If you want to okay. go for eight, you go for eight. It's fine. I have written it down. I'm just saying. I have to cross it out. <laughs> You've already written it down, Cooper. You sure? Keep it. That is 14 for Pontius Maximus. Approvium Crazium. When in Africa as a legate, he was greeted and embraced by a man that he knew from his hometown. So right. someone what up? Severus! Not seen you in years. How's it going? Survived the zombie apocalypse. Man came up, gave him a hug, pat him on the back. How are you? Right. What did Severus do? I killed him, didn't he? Not, not quite that bad. Oh. He beat the man with cudgels, whilst his herald proclaimed, "Let no plebeian embrace without due cause a legate of the Roman people." That's a bit harsh. That's a bit harsh. Maybe he's like a really annoying neighbour though, or something. Oh, that's a good point. I hadn't thought that. Just that really annoying person that you don't want to see. You've hated all your life. You know Groundhog Day? Yes! That's what I was thinking, <laughs> yes! That guy at the start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a great film. Okay, and I'll quote. Till the final decision of war, the cruelty of Severus was, in some measure, restrained by the uncertainty of the event and his pretended reverence for the Senate. So this is the story of Augusta pointing out that Whilst the civil war was going on, he didn't want to annoy too many people. Yeah, get everyone on his side, sort of thing. But as soon as he beat Albert, his nasty side came out a little bit. Ooh. So, this is what happened. He ordered that all of the senators that fought with Albinus and had been killed in the battle be collected. Ooh. Because he wanted to tear their bodies limb from limb. Ooh. Yeah, it's like they're dead, Severus. Let it go. They've been dead for months. <laughs> You want to tell them limb for limb, you just have to look at them. No, this is straight after the battle. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> it wasn't woke up one morning six months later. Actually, you know what? <laughs> I've been thinking, can we get those bodies that we left on a field in Gaul six months ago? So they're green. <laughs> they're, they're just not around anymore. <laughs> them. Yeah, no. So he tears the corpses limb from limb. He sends Albinus's head back to Rome as a message, like he did with Nigel's. Yeah. But not after riding over the corpse of Albinus a few times with his horse. 
something that took a while to do because the horse didn't want to do it. Oh, it's probably freaked out. I'm yeah. not doing that. Is <laughs> that clever horse again? Yeah, probably. He went, nay! <laughs> nay, Severus! Joke of the week. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay, yeah. After beating Albinus's troops, he went on a little bit of a purging rampage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very subtly purging <laughs> rampage. Just a little one. <laughs> he mentioned in the Senate that Augustus had to use a little bit of violence to ensure calm. You pulled out someone's eye, didn't you? Yeah. He, he also mentioned that Marius and Sulla did as well. These comparisons are not so mm. good. We mentioned them back as Groundus. It, was, it got a little bit purgy. Yeah. And that's what Severus did. He oh killed dear. anyone he thought was even vaguely related to Albinus. Even if they did not go over to him. If he thought that they may have once said something positive about Albinus, he killed them. Yes. Despite the whole I won't kill a senator thing, that went way out the window. Okay. There's a whole page of just names in the Historia Augusta oh, wow. that he killed. Some of them are made up. Yeah. Because it's the Historia Augusta. Darren. Yeah. <laughs> Safina. They didn't have females. Yeah, put it in. Yeah, just put it in. These three guys at the pub again. Yeah, those three guys are having a great time. I've got a great idea. Let's list the people he killed. Does anyone know anyone he killed? Oh, Let's make up names with bloody hilarious. I'll put it in. Who, who did he kill? Uh, Marcus Mertus. That sounds Roman, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Al Algenerus Viagras Guinnessus Lagarus Approbrium Crazium. <laughs> that that sounds, that sounds yeah. Roman. Yeah, so they just did that. Yeah. Yeah. But some of the names were real. He did go around killing lots yeah. of people, which is okay. nice. Yeah. Okay. As the Historia Augusta says, after it's listed this huge list of names that he's killed. Yeah. It was apparent that Severus was quite openly in a rage. <laughs> That's nice. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> it would appear he's a little bit miffed <laughs> when he came along with his axe. <laughs> you can imagine someone saying that in a really very gentle way. It was in a little bit of a, an abominable rage. Yeah, someone going to the palace. Can, can I see Severus? I want to ask him something. I... He's, he's a little bit angry at the moment. You just hear screams, <laughs> blood flying through the windows. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. He also cast Narcissus to the lions. Oh, he's the one that killed. Yes. Narcissus was killed. Oh, yes. Why was he executed? He killed him. Because he killed an emperor. Yeah. And his brother. His adopted brother now. Of That's course. not fair. Yes. And he also executed Sulpicianus. His best friend? His BFF? No, no, not his best friend. Oh, no, that was Claudius. Claudius. Killed him, though. This is Pertinax's father-in-law, the oh. guy who was doing the bidding in the last episode. Yes. Oh, oh. Severus is saying we can't have anyone who's even vaguely suggested that they wanted to be the emperor left alive. So the poor oh. guy who got into a bidding war because he happened to be there went, yeah, go on, then I'll give it a go, is now killed. Oh. Yes, he's very much a footnote in history. Yeah. But at least we remember his name. Right. Sounds like he's got worms as well. <laughs> yes, it does. Right, so, that's his bad crazy. Good saying. He was clearly ruthless, but it's quite obviously not off his head. No, he's, it's very thought out, isn't yes. it? Yes. Yeah. For a reason. He set about stabilising the government. He had no time for the Senate. <laughs> but that's not necessarily a bad thing. 
he pulled in a dictatorship, a military dictatorship, but you can definitely argue quite strongly that a military dictatorship is better than what Commodus was doing. <laughs> yeah. So he's harsh. You don't want to cross him. No. But he's getting the job done. Yes, he's ruthlessly efficient. Yeah. So should he be classed as crazy? I don't no, know. I'll put him crazy. No. So what, what are you going to go for? Four. Four. I might go for five. Okay. That's that was fine. quite ruthless. He did do a, a bit of purging. Yeah, like I say, he doesn't yeah. sound crazy. He's more sort of brutal. <laughs> yes, he was brutal. So that's a total of nine mm. for a Probium Crazy. Next round. Success Ultimus. Good. In less than four years, Severus subdued the riches of the East and the valour of the West. He vanquished two competitors of reputation and ability and de defeated numerous armies, provided with weapons and discipline equal to his own. Mm. So... He won the Civil War, which, yeah. as we've mentioned in Fighting Maximus, but uh, yeah, that was good. He was successful. Very efficient. Also in Story Augusta, it says, But it is tedious to mention in detail the less important matters. Only the most noteworthy of his deeds are here related, and it goes on to discuss some of his deeds. He discharged the cohorts of the guards. So he got rid of the Praetorians yes, that were corrupt. Yeah. After Julianus was defeated and slain, he deified Pertinax against the wishes of the army. So, yes. everyone liked Pertinax, so he deified them. Army didn't particularly want that, so he also deified Commodus. So he's savvy. He's savvy, in that sense. yeah, he is. He freed Tripolis, modern day Tripoli, right. the region of his birth, from fear of attack by crushing sundry warlike tribes. So he put Africa to peace. That's good. Mm. He was implacable towards the guilty. At the same time, he showed singular judgment in advancing the efficient. He was relentless everywhere towards brigands. So, yeah, he's cleaning up the act of the empire. Yeah, he's so now. Yeah, after Commodus' rule, it's indeed sorting, and he's doing it. He wrote a trustworthy account of his own life, unfortunately we've lost that, both before <laughs> and after he became the emperor, in which the only change that he tried to explain away was that of his cruelty. Yeah, yeah. so he just missed out the bits where he was... Savagely hacking people's heads off. <laughs> yeah. yeah, all those senators lined Also, up. on his deathbed, he had stockpiled enough grain to last the city seven years and enough olive oil for the entirety of Italy to last five years. It's a lot of olive oil. Yeah. Wow. I say the whole of Italy, I'm guessing the major cities of Italy. Yeah. But still. Well, the rich ones in it. Yeah, so he's protecting against future famine. He's yeah. Sorting the place. Investing. He is investing. He's got to invest as a leader. Exactly. Okay, so that's good. Bad. The uncommon abilities and fortune of Severus have induced an elegant historian to compare him with the first and greatest of the Caesars, i.e. Augustus. Yeah. The parallel is, at least, imperfect. So this mm. idea that he's a new Augustus doesn't quite fit. And in no way does that fit. No, he hasn't come along and made everything brilliant and created things. He's just no. sorting out the mess of Commodus. Commodus. <laughs> yeah. So, in summary, and another quote... The Senate declared that Severus either should never have been born at all, or never should have died, because on the one hand he had proved too cool, and on the other too useful to the state. So that's a five, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that is ancient Roman for five. <laughs> yeah, we'll give him a V. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... Uh... 
I don't know. I think he deserves more than five. He has rightened the ship. Yeah. But um, I can't. I, I wouldn't feel comfortable with more than six, though. No, I'm not thinking more than six. I'm going to go for six. Me too. That is twelve. The successor Ultimus. Okay. Next. Image faces. What do you think he's going to look like? A brute. <laughs> okay. Like square head, frowns. <laughs> you really have drawn a square head there. Okay. I will read. His clothing was of the plainest. Indeed, even his tunic had scarcely any purple on it, while he covered his shoulders with a shaggy cloak. He was very sparing in his diet, was fond of his native beans. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Liked wine at times, and often went without a meal. In person, he was large and handsome. His beard was long, and his hair was grey and curly. His face was such as if to inspire respect. His voice was clear, but retained an African accent, even into his old age. Sheptemish. <laughs> After his death, he was much beloved. For then, all envy of his power or fear of his cruelty had vanished. So when people forgot how horrible he was at times, people quite liked him. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, okay. Oh, he looks quite fierce there. Okay, here you go. That's what he looks like. Oh, he looks really kindly and nice. He looks like Jeremy Corbyn. <laughs> Does he? Oh, he's got a sort of pronged beard, which is quite unusual. Yes. His yeah. beard doesn't go into a single point. It goes that, to two points. That doesn't actually happen, though, doesn't it, if you don't get enough? Mine, mine did that to start with, but oh, when, I hit, when I hit puberty when I was 29, I sort of <laughs> filled out of it. <laughs> yeah, okay. So yeah, he's, he's got quite a long beard. He's um, not what I, I expected as well. Well, his, his busts... <laughs> yeah. His busts change over time. Some, uh, <laughs> as they all want to do. Um, they they start off trying to look very much um, like a military commander. Yeah. But then they start trying to look like a philosopher, Marcus ah. Aurelius. And then by the end, he's trying to just look stately. So, it reflects yeah. his mood. We've got one image of here of him smiling... Possibly. He's, he's not the kind of emperor that has He seems smile. to be smiling. Maybe he's just ordered a senator to be torn limb from limb. <laughs> and he's quite pleased about it. The other one, he's looking quite stern, though, isn't he? Looking yeah. off into the distance. Thinking... He's, he's got quite lo- quite longish hair, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. Quite thin face. He's not, not what I expected at all. What are you going to go for, then? No, I'm not impressed at all. Are you not? Okay. No. He, he looks like a nice emperor. Yeah, he does. Rather than a brutal killer. Um, four. I'm more impressed with him. I like his beard. <laughs> See how I come and go with the beards. Um, I'm going for six. So that gives him a total of ten, but that, through our spreadsheet, gives us the score of 2.5. Tempo completed. Okay, how long do you think? Twelve years. Not bad. Eighteen. He 18. ruled from 193 to 211. Oh, okay. Birmingham, the third century now. So there we go. 18 years gives him a score of 2.25. That's respectable. Yeah, that's not bad. Yes, it is. Okay, that gives him a total score. It's respectable, Mm. but he's not quite in the 40s club. Oh, I was going to say 38 or something. He's 39.75. Not bad. He's he's biting the ankles, isn't he? He he is. Possibly he would do that as well. (laughs) But... (laughs) Has he got it? Do they have a certain genesis? I'm not. I'm not feeling it. I'm gonna be honest. I'm not feeling it. You're not. No. The initial thing. If no. you are, you got to really sell this to me. No, I'm not either. To be honest. No. So why not? I wanted to like him. For some reason, he's one of the ones that stuck in my head when I first started learning about Roman history. Okay. How come? Possibly just his name sounding cool. 
Um, he, he just seemed tough, ruthless. Yeah. I liked him more last week. Yes. <laughs> when he was terrifying poor Julian. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but I don't know. There's, nothing's unique, is it? He's no, no Vespasian. No. No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm saying no. It's not. I'm saying no. Okay. It's not anything that stands out enough for me. Yeah, I agree. He's... He, I think he is one of the bigger names of the Roman emperors, but really? a bit like mm. Claudius and Nero. When you actually dig down into it, I'm not that impressed. Yeah, uh, yeah no, I know what you mean. When he when he lay when he lays cards on the table. Yeah. After he's just sliced one's face open <laughs> with a spoon. Well, exactly. He's like he's kind of crazy, but he's not Commodus no. or even Vitellius crazy. And he's kind, he's of, kind successful. of successful, but he's not Augustus or or Trajan successful. And he was kind of fighty. Well, he was, he was quite he was good yeah. fighty. I'd rate him as good for fighty. He's he's not bad, is he? No. But no, he's, not he bad's not Genesis. Yeah, no, it's not. Okay, that's officially no this week. That's three in a row. We've never had three in a row. I'm lying. We have had three in a row. We had Claudius, Nero, and then Galba. Ooh. Yes. Still, not looking good. No. No. Right, next week, Geta and Caracalla, because they are both declared emperor at the same time. We're going to do both. Excellent. Yeah. Let's do it. So we'll have two shorter episodes next week. Maybe aim to get them about 45 minutes each, but that possibly won't work. No, we'll start ranting. Yes, we will. Through. Yeah, we will. Um, okay, so all that needs to be said is the thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you to Life is Caesar podcast. Yes. Because they're a great podcast and they yeah. took us. They did. Thank you to Rex Factor. Obviously, they're continuing support. And thank you to all the groups that support us on Facebook. Yeah. Please keep sending your messages to us. They are fun to read. Yeah, it's really nice. Thank you very much. We need to get up in messages. the morning. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, uh, yeah, I think that's about yeah. it. Yeah, and you can um, please like us on Facebook. We put yeah. things up there. Um, follow us on Twitter as well. Mm. Go to us on YouTube. We're about to upload as many episodes as we can. And Rob's amazing episode, you, you put up. Oh yeah, I put up a new animation thing, didn't I? Of Julius Caesar being killed. Yeah. yeah. It's the birth of the Empire. Yeah. And thank you to our American listeners and Australian listeners Yay. who have left reviews on iTunes. Oh thank you. Our British listeners. Seriously. Yeah. I mean come on. It's embarrassing. Yeah. I mean we are. Yeah, it is that British it, it, it is. Isn't it? <laughs> Americans are very gung ho and yeah. I'm gonna leave a review. Whereas, yeah. yeah. British like yeah, that's right. I might do it at some point. Yeah, I'm like that though, yeah. to be fair. Yeah, no, I'm like that. But come on. Come on, guys. Yeah. Okay, then. Until next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Severus. My name is Septimius Severus. Yeah, I've been recognised. It's say by one of your opposite numbers, who is also licensed to kill your interesting carriage of yours. I too have a new toy, but considerably more practical. You are looking at a massive axe, which emits an extraordinary blade not to be found in nature. It can slice a single block of wood, or at closer range, your face! This is gold, Cerberus. 
All my life I've been in love with its color, its brilliance, its divine heaviness. I welcome my enterprise, which will increase my stock, which is considerable. I think you've made your point, Niger. Thank you for the demonstration. Choose your next witticism carefully, Cerberus. It may be your last. The purpose of our two previous encounters is now very clear to me. I don't intend to be distracted by another. Good night, Cerberus. Do you expect me to talk? <laughs> uh, no, Cerberus. I expect you to die. There is nothing you can talk to me about that I don't already know. You're forgetting one thing. If I fail to report, Caracalla replaces me. I trust he will be more successful. Well, he knows what I know. Welcome to Roman Empress Totalis Rankium. I am Jamie. Finish your beer up, come on. Yes, and I was halfway through having a drink. Should we do that again? <laughs> <laughs> Let's add a bit of professionalism to this. Yes, let's try that again. <laughs>